0: The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Matter podcast with New York Times best-selling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman.
1: Hey, Dr. Bill here. So I am super duper duper excited to interview these guys. I have to give you my pentatonic's history so before we even get into this for those of you who don't know there is an amazing man named nick lachey who's been a patient of mine forever in fact he was married to jessica simpson and jessica said nick i will not marry you with those teeth you need to go see my dentist so he comes in and nick and i bonded he was awesome and at the time he was doing this show called the sing-off well this was years later he was doing a show called the sing-off he came in one weekend because he had chipped something. And he's like, Doc, you gotta fix my teeth up. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love acapella. So I started watching the show and it was the second episode before the finale. So I went I, with, with my girlfriend at the time and Krista and I went, we're sitting in the audience and all the other groups pale in comparison. <laughs> to uh-huh. time. And I said to Krista, These guys are going to win. I knew it. So then as soon as the show was done, I called Nick up. I said, Nick, I want to see the finale tomorrow because I I, I love these guys and I know they're going to win. So I said, all right. So we're sitting in the audience and I was the first person who knew that they won because I was sitting right behind the camera. And when you're in on TV, you know that the camera with the little red light on top is the one that's live. So there were the three groups there, and I saw the one camera with that little <laughs> light focused on the tonics. And I'm like, Krista, Krista, they won, they won, they won. And then of course they announced it, and the confetti, and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and I said, Nick, I have to meet these guys. It was awesome, this was 2011. Can you yeah. believe it, you yeah. guys? This it's is crazy. nine years ago. You were babies. I wasn't, but you hey. were babies. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, it was nuts. And I went backstage, and it was the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful relationship. And before I introduce all of you, I have to tell you guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Each one of you have been to Leap multiple times, and I love that you guys give back You know, we all have the same feeling that, you know, our future is in the youth of America. And there are so many successful artists out there that don't care and don't give back. And I love that you guys do. You guys have committed every year. You've worked with my students, you've met my students, you've helped mentor my students and and it's so admirable. And so I thank you guys and I thank you for taking the time to do this. So let's kind of go around real quickly um, I know where you're all from, but if you can tell our students, uh, we'll start with you, Kevin. Sure. Um, thank you so much
2: for that. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, that so much. And we love working with your students so much. So we're happy to be back. Um, hey, guys, my name's Kevin and uh, I am from Kentucky. Um, and yeah, I am the beatboxer of Pentatonix.
1: And we have funny stories about each of these, but I will quickly tell you that Kevin is also fluent in Chinese. He studied there for two years. And when I was working in my dental office one day, I had an ambassador from China come in and I heard that Kevin walked in the door. I'm like, I want to blow this ambassador away. (laughs) And Kevin comes in and starts speaking to him. The interpreter said, Doc, he speaks better Chinese then the ambassador.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so now, I Scott that and
1: Kirstie grew up together in mm-hmm. Texas. So they've known each other since they were teenagers, along with Mitch, who is also in the group. But Scott, go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: Yeah. Hi, my name is Scott, and I am from Arlington, Texas. And yeah, I'm the baritone of the group. <laughs> and Kirstie.
3: And I'm Kirstie. I'm also from Texas. I went to school with Scott and Mitch, and I am the only female of the group.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And these guys had this magical thing happen. So here they are, you know, and maybe you can tell the story, Scott and Kirstie, how you guys were going to audition for the sing-off and you were three people, but you needed five. And maybe you can tell how you brought Kevin in and how you guys formed the group in the beginning.
0: Yeah. So, you know, in high school, we were always singing together and the three of us actually auditioned for this radio contest to meet the cast of Glee. And we ended up not winning that, but then I went to college and I fell in love with acapella. It was like my way of meeting friends and some of them had been on the sing-off. So I called up Kirstie and Mitch and I was like, do y'all want to fly out to LA and audition for the show with me? And Kirsty was like, wait, are you serious or is this just like another one of your crazy ideas? <laughs> yeah, Meanwhile, like and so, two weeks
3: before the audition, I'm like, am I flying? Am I going? Are we doing this?
0: <laughs> and I was like, yep, we've got an audition time ready. Yeah, so, so we had the three of us and we were going to go, just the three of us, but the show was like, sorry, that doesn't meet the requirements. You really need a bass and a beatboxer or if you even want to slightly compete in the show. And so... Uh, we started searching for a beatboxer and we met with a few. Nothing was really fitting. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we find this YouTube video of Kevin playing cello and beatboxing. And it was going really viral all over the internet. Justin Timberlake was tweeting about it. so we were like, wait, is it crazy to just like message this guy on YouTube and ask him if he wants to join? And so I did. And Kevin actually messaged back. And he was graduate, about to graduate Yale pre-med. He was taking his finals. He was like, it, it was crazy. So I was like, he probably doesn't have time.
2: But, he, he,
0: but he's an adventurous guy. And he was like, you know what? If you, uh, if you pay for my flight, I will fly out and audition with y'all. Um, and so he flew out. And that's how we found Kevin, which is crazy. And then we found our base through a mutual friends and the rest is history we went on the show we won the show and we're still doing it nine years later (laughs) (laughs) that was crazy
1: kevin what was what was going through your mind when they first contacted you you know it's interesting because i was not
2: sure if this was a real request i really didn't (laughs) because at that time i was getting so many requests from so many different people some were kind of fake requests to do this and that. And I was like, I didn't really want to do that. So I didn't know if this was a real show. I even had to uh, one of the the producers of the show had to call me and let me know this was a real thing. And then they actually wanted me. And that's when I started to say, okay, I I guess I got to take this seriously. Uh, And so they showed me a video of those three um, singing a song by Lady Gaga and Beyonce um, telephone. And I was just blown away by how they sang it. And so I decided I, I was going to go to Berkeley School of Music for a few years before us going back to trying to do medicine. But I said, you know what, let me try out with them. And so I said yes. And so I graduated. And then the two weeks after I graduated from, from Yale, I met them the day before the audition of the TV show. And it was, it was amazing. Even the first time that we sang, all of us looked at each other in amazement saying, whoa, this is we didn't think it was going to come together this seamlessly. I remember we sang it at the USC, was it SoCal Vocal House?
3: SoCal yeah. yeah. We are all in a <laughs> little we, circle.
2: Exactly. And we sing it for some of the your friends, I feel like, in the Vocals, and they were all like, whoa, this is yeah. nuts. I and know. so I, I think we all knew this was something that was special. We I don't think we knew how special it was until we actually got into the show, but we definitely knew this was
1: was, there was something here. You know, this is the thing that you know. a lot of your fans don't know. These guys are all great singers. Individually, any of them could have a great solo career. But when you put the five of them together, they're unbeatable. There is no other acapella group in the world that even comes close. And, and I may be biased because I love you all, But, I mean, it's just true. I mean, you guys are magical. The stuff that you do, like, I don't listen to acapella and get goosebumps, except from you guys. I mean, it's literally crazy how good you guys became. Now, Kirstie, being the only woman in this group, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of additional pressure on you just because of that. Not just vocally, but, like, you guys went from, you know, this – The small town, Arlington, Texas. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, you're living in a fish bubble. Right. And, and, And I like, and, and, and people, I mean, and especially being a woman, I know that there's a lot of women that, you know, that identify with you. How do you deal with just You know, living under this microscope from, I mean, you grew up in a really modest, you know, community. And now you're like, you know, your life has changed. How do you deal with that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think in the beginning, for all of us, too, we were so blown into this world that uh, we were not used to. And so of course, in the beginning, you're like reading all the YouTube comments, you're really stressed, you're trying to see what people think of you. But I think at the end of the day, we were so proud of our work and what we were doing, and we were taking a lot of validation in that, that of course, there's always going to be those comments, and there's always going to be those people on the Internet that are going to say, you know, whatever they want to say about you. But um, we ended up just being so proud of what we were doing and it really all was coming together that it kind of didn't matter what anyone else was saying anymore um and then obviously when we moved out to LA that was really hard as well but um it was great It, it was a learning experience for all of us and we became like a big family it was right around the time in our early 20s when um you know you change a lot as a person then too so we were all learning and growing together um but yeah but we were just a big a big old family and it really came together, and we were so happy with everything. So,
1: You know, yeah. the craziest thing is you guys all came from these humble beginnings. Three Grammys! Three Grammys! <laughs> the
2: Hollywood
1: Bowl! Dude, I'm sitting there in the Hollywood Bowl watching my friends. You know, uh, and that's the same. I mean, you guys have performed in probably over 50 countries worldwide. I mean, how many concerts have you done?
0: Oh my god. Oh wow. That
3: would be a very interesting. But, <laughs> to figure uh, out. I think over 100.
0: Oh, oh, it's it's definitely like 5-600. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah, like sure.
1: But okay. Just let's go around the horn. We'll start with you, Kevin. What would you say was the single most exciting moment in your career to date wow. besides your wedding? Because I was there,
0: that
1: That was awesome. awesome. Musically, with the group, I mean, I will
2: never forget. It's hard to pick one, but if I had to pick one, it was probably when we had to sing with Stevie Wonder uh, when we were winning our second Grammy on the Grammys. Because we sang with Stevie Wonder, we're singing for Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then immediately afterwards, we're giving Ed Sheeran his first Grammy for Song of the Year, which was "Thinking Out Loud," which is one of the biggest songs of our generation. So I, that's just something where just so many things align in a way that was magnificent. And I, and if you actually watch that performance, I'm just like smiling the whole time,
1: I'm like
2: yeah, am yeah. like <laughs> it's
1: crazy. It's These moments are like out of body experiences, aren't they? What about for you, Scott?
0: Um, that's definitely one of them. Another one was we got to collaborate with Dolly Parton. And we went in the studio with her. And we were like, it, it was we had to get there at 7 a.m. And we were like all in sweat, Starbucks and a breakfast sandwich in hand. we were like 15 minutes late. And she's yeah. like already there, 7 a.m. sharp, full glam, hair and makeup. And she's like, I'm ready to go when y'all are. She was like so down to earth and amazing. And then we uh, we like changed her song around a little bit to make a an acapella and she was like taking notes and learning the new version even though she's sung the other one 50 years in a row and uh we just sang it through a few times and she was so incredibly sweet and kind and gracious it was really inspiring and then uh fast forward like six months we won a grammy and she's tweeting us and she's like i haven't won a grammy in a while thanks guys like <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> collaborating Crazy. With That's just super surreal because she's like one of the most beloved celebrities in general of all time.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, she's awesome. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you guys all this. I got to sing a duet with Dolly. I think you did tell me this. It was hilarious. And she was wearing this super, super tight dress. And I'm staring at her going, Dolly, where's your mic pack?
3: In (laughs) the (laughs) link she Uh, wears her. She can't mess up her her outfit.
1: That's creative. There's plenty of room. All right, Kirstie, what was your moment?
3: Uh, mine was Dolly as well, but my second one or my other one is playing Madison Square Garden. That's just like. If, if you're an artist, if you sing, like you want to perform at Madison Square Garden. And yeah. we actually, that same year, it was last year, we performed at the Forum on my birthday, which was also equally as amazing and crazy. But Madison Square Garden was just all, all the people in our crew put um, our little kid pictures on our doors and like decorated everything. And our fans oh, were all there. So and nice. it was just so emotional. It just felt like the crux of everything we've been working hard for, you know, and, um and it was such a great show. We were all so nervous, but we had like rises at the time. And I just remember rising up there and looking on the audience and feeling the sense of like empowerment, you know? And it was just wonderful. It was such a wonderful show. And we always love performing in New York because the audiences are always so great. But that was just like
0: yeah.
3: total dream come true. special. It
1: really, it really is. I, I, I think there are times in your life when you just sit back and, and it's almost hard to believe it's actually happening 100%. some of these things. Okay. So one of the things that's really critical for me to kind of, you know, share with kids at LEAP is success. Like, what is it that you really think was the secret of your success um, and, and we'll go back in, in, in reverse order this time. We'll start with you, Kirstie. What do you think, if you had to say, this is the main thing that made me successful in life, what would you say it is?
3: Me personally or pentatonics? Yeah, you. Oh, okay, yeah. Um. I feel like what I've learned throughout the past couple years is that you can't control ultimately what's going to happen in the future. You can have goals and set yourself up for success in that way, but you can only control what you're doing in the moment. So you have to be your optimal best every day. You make sure that you're lining yourself up for what you want to do, but you have to focus on the immediate of what that is and grow yourself there because eventually that will propel you forward towards your goals. But if you get, I personally get a little caught up uh, mentally in terms of confidence and in terms of insecurities about how I'll get there, how will this happen? How will this work out? And what I've learned is that if I do my best every single day and I set myself up for success in that way, that that's that's helped me more than like freaking myself out about everything and staying organized, creating a good work ethic, a good schedule. And, um,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and one of the things I tell students at LEAP is this little acronym I learned early on life, WIN, W-I-N, what's important now. And that's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. what you just said, yeah. you know, and there are a lot of times during the day when stuff is happening and you just got to like stop and focus,
0: right, and say, yeah. what's important right now? Yeah. Stop. I would say, you know, first of all, there's a million things uh, like persistence, resilience, like productivity, all of that. But a big thing I think that has helped Pentatonix become successful and it's been a reoccurring theme in my life is you have to be as unique and creative as possible. Like you have to, when you're making art or creating a business or something you think, okay, here's the box. Let's think outside of it. Now let's stop. Now let's think outside that box. You have to push, every boundary you can and when we were on the sing-off i remember we started every conversation with how can we take this song and just blow people away and do it in a way that no one has heard it before and i think that setting that intention and that goal from the get-go with whatever you're doing is profound it can like it it really sets you up for so much success
1: Mm -hmm. good point kev
2: yeah i mean that's actually the one i was thinking about because yeah hard work is important but you have to set the direction in the, uh, in your side of like, what's unique, because if you're not starting from a place of uniqueness, then all that hard work is only going to give you something that maybe somebody else has done. So that intention of setting it to, okay, where's the most unique place? Where's the most extraordinary? What's the most uncommon place I can go? Then you work hard, that will make you just that much more successful. And that takes a lot of curiosity. And I think curiosity is such a big thing. I, I just feel like a lot of people aren't curious to go down those roads because it's hard to, and it takes a lot of self-discovery and it takes a lot of, you know, it's opening yourself up to things where you're, you're going to have to wrestle with yourself. But if you're able to do that, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just no limit to where you can go and you can push yourself to just newer heights. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I I have a question,
1: personal question.
3: Uh
1: How, how much do you practice Kevin? Me? I mean,
2: I mean, it's a every lot. day. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, it's every day. I, and, 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 and
2: I, I an hour, two
1: hours, three hours?
2: Well, I, I want to preface this <laughs> question because a lot of people in certain worlds ask me how much I practice. I don't like that question because it's not okay. about how much, it's about the quality of practice. When I'm on tour, when I'm working, there are days when Pentatonix is so busy, I might only have 30 minutes in the day. But if those 30 minutes, I've set a time, i blocked it out, and I make sure that I'm doing exactly what I set out to do, then it's productive. So I just I, I think sometimes a lot of people get into the how much, and I really want to push people to think how quality was your work.
1: Yeah, and point. there's something else. You know, we, got, we get brainwashed. You know, we've all heard practice makes perfect. Right. Practice doesn't make perfect. Right. Practice makes permanent. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly what you said, right? (laughs) What did you want to say, Kirsty? I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh,
3: I know. I was just going to say, as a group, also, I feel like we always got a lot of no's, (laughs) but we were very persistent. And I think what's also really important in terms of success is you can view things in two different ways: how things will go negatively or how things will go positively. And I think as a group, we, you know, we did get a lot of no's. We did get a lot of like, we don't know if, you know they'll work because they're acapella but we continued maybe almost naively maybe just out of curiosity like kevin was saying to continue to push forward have an amazing work ethic and i think when you view your life in that way not just always negative but focus on like what can this become for me how can i make this an opportunity how can i better myself always in the positive if you stay and live in that um perspective then um you'll be better off from it and you won't be so bugged down and, and it will inspire you to do more and to try more and to um, totally. put more effort mm-hmm. into what you're doing.
0: Yeah. I
2: agree with that yeah. because like, I remember <laughs> there's these motivational videos I watch in the morning and there's one with Kobe Bryant talking about when he was a kid, he would look at Michael Jordan and say, Oh my gosh, she's the greatest. And he goes, can I even get there? And his, and his answer was, I don't know, but let's try. Like where do, yeah. why do I get there? Like, <laughs> like let's try. Only one way to find out. Yeah, exactly. And so many people say, oh, wow, that's amazing. Oh, I can't do that. It's like, no, no, no. How do you say, well, there's a path and there's a blueprint for success. Just look at their blueprint. And then how do you make your own unique footprint with that blueprint and say, okay, well, that's how they got there. Can I do that? I don't know if I can get to where they're doing it, but I can get to it on my own way in my own place. So I just feel like, you know, just keep that curiosity going in that way.
1: it's, thanks i agree i agree scott what would you say is your biggest personal obstacle that you needed to get past in order to become
0: successful as a as a singer and in your group yeah definitely believing in myself um because whenever i'm feeling confident and with it i will just like not overthink and i'll just sing or i'll create this art and i'll just like And it'll just come naturally and be beautiful. Um, But then every once in a while, I'll have a week where I'm like a little anxious, insecure. And everything I do, I scrutinize, I overthink it. This isn't good enough. This could be better. I'm comparing myself to others. And I think the biggest thing that I, the biggest leap I made, LOL, leap. um, (laughs) uh, the The biggest thing I learned was when I'm feeling insecure and starting to just like hate what I'm doing I have to realize I have to calm my mind meditate get to a neutral place a good place and get and flex that optimism muscle and yeah. get back on track because insecurity and in comparison will will destroy what you make and um, I'm just so glad to have I still deal with it it's a daily thing but like I've gotten so much better at being like wait I'm not gonna sabotage myself and I'm gonna move mm-hmm. forward.
1: I think that's such an important point. And one of the things that I really try to have the students that attend LEAP focus on is as individuals, we compare our deepest, darkest insides to everybody else's beautiful, bubbly outside.
0: Exactly. And
1: what we have to realize is everybody has that deep, dark stuff in there. None of us escapes that in life. And when you can actually accept that and realize
0: that, I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge growing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every day is different. Every day is different. And if you are down on yourself one day, you can't let it spiral and you can't panic. And you just have to accept that emotion and then let it pass. And then you mm-hmm. can get back on track. Yeah. So, Kirstie, what would you say was the biggest
1: obstacle the group had to get over in order to you know, to win three Grammys and just to become this internationally famous acapella group?
3: Um, I think it was honestly, kind of what I touched earlier, like the perseverance, because in the beginning, like we won this thing off, but we immediately got dropped from our record label. But we all were like, well, let's just move out to California anyway, because we think what we have is really special and let's see what we can make, make of it. And, you know, along the way we got like some yeses, we got a lot of noes and there was a lot of like, there wasn't a certain path for us, but we truly believed in our art and what we were doing. And I think, honestly, because of those no's, we create, we established such an amazing work ethic. And um, we really pushed ourselves hard every day. When we first moved out, we lived in the same apartment complex and we were all like arranging and rehearsing every day. If I was late, they'd come knocking on the door, Kirstie! <laughs> <laughs> and so I think like... That, that was the biggest obstacle, but it also made us into what we were, or what we are. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think that it's amazing, and I'm so proud of us, and proud of how we got to where we are, because it wasn't quite an easy road. And I think we're not, obviously, the um, the easiest group to digest, I guess. We're cappella. We're not like, you know, like pussycat dolls or anything. And so... <laughs> right. um, I think but I think because of that and that journey we really found our niche and we found where we belong. We created where we belonged because of our work ethic that we had.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember that apartment complex.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You helped <laughs> yeah. us find it. We are I yeah. been over there a few times. <laughs> How big a role, Kevin, did you find mentors played in your life? Oh my goodness. Huge. And, and and let me say this: it it doesn't
2: necessarily have to be a mentor that you personally know. You know, I always think there are great virtual ghost kind of mentors out there. That's why for me, waking up in the morning and watching a lot of motivational videos by great people—they're mentoring you right there and there. Like, and I think that's so important. People think, "Oh, I don't have a mentor." It's like, yeah, you do. YouTube is a library of mentors. Just. Listen, learn, take. So just because you don't have one right here, right now, especially as a student, doesn't mean that you can't have one virtually. So just remember that there are people out there
0: like that. Yeah. One of my favorite things Kevin does is he'll send pentatonics like really amazing motivational videos. (laughs) And I always watch them and I like have a better day because of it.
3: He's like, I'm just thinking of you guys and thought you would love this. And we're all like, thanks, Kevin. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. You need that. You yeah, need I need it. So it's that's great. why I said it. You know, and one of the things that, that I like to tell students too is, you know, there will be different mentors for different compartments of your life. Like, you may have a mentor who helps you in music, where you, you know, where your father may help you just learn how to be a gentleman. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't have to all be the same mentor.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, or you no, listen no. to like a Brene Brown <laughs> podcast and then you're like, she's my mentor, I
3: think. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's- Scott, it to if there that. is
1: a student watching right now, uh, by the way, there's going to be over 2000 students watching this when we oh, start live, which will be awesome. <laughs> but if there were a student watching this right now that wanted to have a career in music, what advice would you give them?
0: um i mean the first thing i would say is what i said earlier try to find a unique act um there are a lot of people pursuing music it is a tough world so like trying to be as unique as possible and then also i would say say yes to as many things as possible say yes to the songwriting sessions even if you think they might not be totally legit or like say yes to getting coffee with people that inspire you say yes to gigs say yes to that's i mean that's what i was doing in college and i met so many people and a lot of those people have been like integral parts of why I am where I am. And so it's like, don't be like, this isn't worth my time or like, this makes me anxious. I don't really wanna, you know, you have to like be a yes man or woman and like go, <laughs> go forward um, full speed ahead. All right, Kirstie, you mm-hmm. guys have done
1: a lot. Like, I always say my career exceeded every expectation I've had. I'm sure you guys. Like, who knew, like, from the sing-off
3: three Grammys, <laughs>
1: and, and, you know, I mean, all these things. What would you say is, like, your big pie-in-the-sky dream? Like, if I could do this, it would be, like, blow your mind.
3: Um, If we could do a duet and sing with Celine Dion, I think I would <laughs> melt into a puddle on the floor. Yeah. I, Yeah. That's, the, that I, was, I that's I that up the other day, because she is just the queen of singing. <laughs> and so I think that would be really, really amazing. I listened to her when I was growing up a lot as well. So I think I would just, I, I wouldn't even be able to sing probably. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I mean, Matt's in the group now. And I think winning another Grammy with Matt would be really, really special. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on our originals right now, which is very exciting. We're super proud of them. And so. Um, yeah, we just want to see how far those will go, and and I and I think they'll I think they'll go far because we're all very proud of them and where we've come from, and um, it just really shows our growth in the last couple of years, and so I'm really inspired about that, and yeah. <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah. How about you, Kev? Goodness,
2: I, I mean, yeah, I think to be able to collaborate with a Celine or even pop musical like icons, like even Ariana Grande or even a Jessie J who are just these absolutely phenomenal singers. That would be such a dream, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. There's so many people we, we wanna
0: collaborate with still.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about you, Scott? The big
0: moment, you know, Pentatonics. we've been doing this for nine years and we've released so many videos, recorded so many songs. So what I'm excited about And feel good about for the future is like taking it to the next level like having the smash original album having a hit single doing some tv stuff like showing like oh pentatonix is like taking it even another tier higher i think that's like kind of been what i've been excited about um for our future for sure
1: all right, so I know you guys are continuing to grow Pentatonix, and, and you're going to, I know, take it to all new heights. But individually, you guys have other things that are going on in your life. Uh, Kirsty, you were on Broadway for a whole year, right? I mean, what kinds of projects are you working on outside the group?
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm always – Loving the Broadway anytime I can go back. That was what got me started into music in the first place is musical theater. So anything with that. um, I've been working on a couple auditions. I would love to get more in the acting scene. And um, I came out with music uh, in 2017 that I love. But honestly, I feel like a new passion of mine is songwriting and we were, I learned that through uh, creating the originals for Pentatonix and it was just so much fun and I would love to get involved in writing for other artists as well. And so I think that's something that I'm gonna start um, trying to pursue as well. Awesome, Scott.
0: Yeah, I've been dipping my toes in a lot of different places. Uh, I'm doing a podcast right now called Ugg You're So Good where it's kind of where we interview like successful people and figure out how they got there. I've also been writing a in- a musical with two of my friends and we're seven Very songs neat. in <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> starring Kirsty,
3: um, okay, which I,
0: I, i'm really excited about that um yeah and then just like writing just like Kirsty said for pentatonix has been really amazing if you need a cameo
1: from a dentist
0: oh <laughs> no, the, actually the, the the whole musical stars a dentist so
3: Oh, there you go. You're the lead. You gotta start practicing right now.
0: I'm the lead.
3: Yeah,
1: you guys can back me up. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what about you?
2: Man, you know what? I just got married uh, last year, and so I've really just been enjoying marriage. You know, we have usually never had time to just kind of relax a little bit. So my wife Lee and I have been just taking this time to enjoy one another, and so really focusing mainly on that. Uh, But at the same time, I'm always working on like productions. I've been, you know, putting small covers out here and there. But over the past few years, I've also been working on solo music as well, just trying to, you know, kind of be curious, dig deeper into who I am, like, who am I as a human? And how can I project that to the world? So that's a very long, very difficult process, but it's one full of self-discovery, which I love.
3: Kevin's doing yeah. amazing covers as if he has like six arms and hands because he's doing stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know.
3: It, it, I, could, it, I can't amazing. even imagine.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, listen, from the bottom of my heart, I really want to thank you guys. I want to thank you for always being there for me and for the kids and supporting us. And personally, I'm so proud of you. I was there at the beginning. I always tell you each this, I am your number one fan, because I really was the number one fan. I sat there in the audience and I knew the second I heard you guys sing, I knew there was something magical and special and you have exceeded every dream I ever had for you. And I'm so proud, I'm so happy. And I love you guys and I love all your families and uh, I wish you continued success forever and ever and ever.
0: Thank you, you, Dr. Bell. I appreciate that. We love you. To learn more about the LEAP Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the LEAP Foundation, on Instagram at LEAP Foundation, and on Twitter at LEAP Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.